podcast wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of the other small podcast outlets. We're there. Download us, like us, subscribe, and most importantly, give us feedback because feedback is a gift. And as you recall from last episode, it leads to great shows. So we need your feedback so that we can talk about what you want to hear. Ed, how are you? I'm doing great. Talking about feedback, I think we got some feedback on last uh, the last episode. I can tell you one piece of feedback I got. I know uh, I know you got a piece of feedback that made your day and kind of vindicated you, which I think is complete BS. But the feedback I got was uh, I, I heard from someone who actually admitted to having a vasectomy and said that if either of us had a vasectomy, we were lucky in our hypothetical world that we got to use like a specimen cup because this individual did not have a specimen cup and apparently had to use a Spider-Man vitamin jar. Why they had to use a Spider-Man vitamin jar, I don't know, but that's what they used to drop it off at the doctor. So was this, is, this, is this individual older than us or did they just not have a doc that could p- provide a 25 cent cup? I think... Well, I know this person's older than us. And also, do they make Spider-Man vitamins anymore? Have you seen them at the store? No. I mean, Flintstones are bust over here. I, I don't know. I mean, I can say one thing. I used to have Spider-Man vitamins when I was a kid. So I remember them. I know what they look like. Can't recall what the jar looks like, but I know exactly what Spider-Man vitamins look like and taste like. Okay. All right. So... I also got some feedback. So some people think uh, that uh, I don't well, I almost don't want to give the feedback because maybe he wasn't the only person who didn't pick up on what you were putting down. But this person uh, thinks that we have great hypothetical knowledge about vasectomies, the two of us, and have never uh, gotten one. So they think that we are just geniuses. So thank you for thinking we're geniuses uh, for our hypothetical abilities. That's that's all. Well, I, I I wouldn't say that person's wrong. We are geniuses. Yes, yes we are. But like you said, maybe we do need to you know explain to people what different sayings mean, just so we're clear. That's all. Do you think that? I I don't think that. But you know, we digress. We'll see about the feedback we get uh, after this episode. But Obi, it's summertime. Vacations are coming up, particularly family vacations. See a lot of people on Facebook. They're at the shore. Uh, They're traveling around the country. They're always happy in the pictures with their kids. And, you know, in passing, I was mentioning to you about when I was younger, I got kicked off family vacations. Um, And so I want to tell you a little bit about that story. And then I I, I want to hear your response to that, because uh, I think it's an interesting one. So when I was in college, my, I was away with a ski trip with my parents and my brother. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if I was 21 or not. But either way, I was being a boy. I guess me and my brother were wrestling a lot and I was farting a lot in in the common areas of the of the condo. We were staying at the ski condo. And at one point, my father just got so pissed. And he's like, that's it. You're never going on vacation with me again as long as I live. And I actually got kicked off of family vacations. And it lasted for, oh, about five years. 
until I was invited on another family vacation. But when I was invited, I had to pay my own way. So, Obi, when I told you that story, you laughed. So I want to hear why you were laughing when I told you that story. Well, it is my intention, and I do a very good job of it. There are four of us, two sons, uh, myself and my wife, and I do my very best to never travel as a group of four. Uh, we did travel. We did break the rule a little bit when we went to uh, New Orleans uh, for my son to visit some schools down there. But otherwise, uh, the last trip we took uh, was, I think, six, seven years ago when we went as a family to Vegas. And that was it. I quit. I said, no more family vacations. The four of us can't go anywhere on a true vacation. We just can't get along, all four of us. You know, I can take any two of them take my wife and the youngest, the wife and the oldest of the two boys. Um, but no, we, we found that traveling as a foursome in our little world is, is crazy, uh, does not work. So like this year, I think we've mentioned uh, my oldest, he went to Europe on his own, had a great time. Uh, my youngest and I are going to go up to the Adirondacks uh, in a few weeks without my wife or the oldest. They will stay home and do whatever it is they want to do. And then I'm going to Europe with just my wife. Now, I guess obviously traveling with just your wife, not odd, but we're doing that. And then the youngest has a trip he wants to take when he graduates uh, high school. And that's going to be me and the two boys. This is, this is how we do things now. Uh, three, three out of four ain't bad. So, so what are the friction points, Obi? Are you, are you the friction point uh, or... Or, or, or the kids? What's, what's the issue? Why, why can't the four of you go away? I think the four of us truly can't go away because the two kids are boys and they do boy shit. And when it's just me, I laugh at them doing boy shit to each other. Um, they're not super physical with each other. They're just mean and nasty and say the rudest crap. Um, and I don't care that they're hurting each other's feelings. So it just happens. And then they, you know, they get through it and they're brothers. But my wife kind of cares that they're hurting each other's feelings. And then she's like, don't say that to your brother. Stop picking on, your, on the youngest. And so she gets involved in their shit and that causes them to be angry at her. That's one thing. The other thing is, uh, you know, when it just comes to doing things, my wife likes to plan things. Very good at planning things. But then the plan's written, and then I'm like, okay, we got to follow the plan. This is the plan. We got to do the plan. And then people, the rest of people are like, eh, go slow. We can skip item four on the list. I'm like, but that's, that's the plan. We got to get here on time so we can do A, B, C, D, and E. And they're like, no, let's stay a little longer for breakfast. So we have that going on. Uh, and it's always a different person. And there's always like, you know, one person that besides me wants to do that thing. And it's just, it, it's hectic. We, we, uh, we live in a house fine together, but the moment we hit the road, it's, it, it's rough, very rough. So Obi, I have to hand it to you for coming to the realization that you, you can't go on foursome trips. Cause let me tell you, I'm not an anxious guy in life, but family vacations bring out my anxiety. So I'm the planner in the family. I, uh, I, I inherited that from my trip master father. And so I set the plans and I get really anxious when we're not following those plans, just as you talked about. Like if we have to leave for the airport at 6 a.m. and it's 5.45 and obvious to me that we are not going to be leaving at 6, I start to lose my shit. 
you know, and I, I'm losing my shit right up until six. And then we're not leaving at six. And now I'm losing my shit. And now I'm, you know, and then that's just a great way to start a vacation because I'm losing my shit, yelling at everyone. And they're yelling back at me. And then, of course, we get to the airport on time and everyone tells me, see, I don't know why you got so mad. Um, and that's just the start of it. Packing. I'm going away soon. I've already got my stuff packed. I'm, I'm packed a week in advance. I mean, granted, my toiletries and, and you know, my old man meds aren't aren't uh, packed yet, but I'm packed. And nobody else in this house is packed. And I'm starting to get nervous. Like, how are we going to leave on time if you're not packed? So this is interesting because... I got some surprise feedback from a, a little birdie uh, when they heard that we were possibly going to be talking about vacations. And let me read what, what somebody wrote to me. Ed is his father's son. Don't let him kid you. He's a crotchety old man. Ask him about Alaska and travel plans. So I don't need to tell you who that came from. You can kind of figure out it on your own, maybe. Talk to me about Alaska and your travel plans, you crotchety old man. Well, first of all, I think it has to be the electrician that was at my house this weekend that gave you that insight or someone related to him. Well, I mean, here's the thing about the Alaska trip, right? So we, we're going on a cruise to Alaska. And I'm not, first of all, I think I'm going to test positive for COVID. Um, I have no symptoms, but, you know, nowadays traveling, you got to take a COVID test, got to pass got to come back negative or you don't get to go on the boat right so big day coming up everyone in the family's got to take a quick test we're all feeling great but how many people do you know that test positive for covid when they feel great so i'm scared shitless about that so i'm not getting too excited i'm trying not to plan too much because i'm going to just get disappointed so that's the first thing right but then the second thing is like i said i'm already packed for this i'm already packed everyone else is freaking out about what do you wear rain jacket pants it's gonna be cold not gonna be cold listen a couple pairs of shorts a couple pairs of pants a rain jacket a hoodie i'm good to go all right but here's the thing that really rubs me the wrong way so i haven't done a lot of lot of planning for us got some excursions but here's the thing that rubs me the real wrong way i booked my airfare through the cruise agent right not the, not the cruise agent but the cruise line and they again i like to plan they don't tell you what plane you're flying on until a month before. They don't tell you what time, what airport you're leaving out of. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I found out that uh, I'm flying, you know, out there at 9:30 in the morning on a Saturday. I get out to Seattle at like 1 p.m. Big, no big deal. Flying home though, they have me taking a red eye, leaving at 9:30 West Coast time and getting in at 6 a.m. on Monday. Now that's where I have a problem with this crap. They never told me take an extra day off from work. I'm supposed to work on Monday. I'm not landing at in the airport until 6 a.m. The boat, they're going to kick me off the goddamn boat at like 7 a.m. on Sunday. My flight doesn't leave until 9.30. So I'm going to hang out in the Seattle airport for like 15 hours. That's ridiculous. That is enough to ruin a vacation right there. So I am pissed about it. I already tried to get it changed. And don't even get me started about the cruise line customer service. I need one little thing changed. I called them today. They had me on hold and well, hold and just talking to me like an idiot for 30 minutes today, and they couldn't do what I need them to do. And you know what they told me? They said, well, you have to call your travel agent to do that. And I said, well, I am on the phone with you right now. Why can't you do it? 
well, our policy is if you booked with a travel agent, you should call them. So I said to them, I said, wait a second. So you're telling me you know how to do what I need you to do. You're just refusing to do it because I have a travel agent. She says, that's not what I said. Just that some people have travel agents, you should call them. I said, so this is the customer service department, correct? Yes. I said, well, you need to change it to the maybe customer service because maybe you'll help somebody when they call you. I was so pissed today, Obi. Can you believe that? I'm I, not going to help you because you have a travel agent. I, I think that does suck. Uh, that's that 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 really does suck. I feel for you. I, I don't even know what else to say other than enjoy your time in Seattle. Catch a Mariners game. Oh, nope. So the Yanks are in Seattle the day after the ship leaves. I'm not going to catch the Yanks. I'm not pissed about that. Here's what I'm pissed about. I'm going to go on this ship. If I don't see a grizzly bear or a whale, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> That's all I want to see, a grizzly bear and a whale. Not that hard. By the way, they won't be together. I recognize that already. Two separate sightings. You could see them on, the, on deck of the boat if you're not careful. Just keep that in mind. That, uh, well, I, I was I was talking to somebody who used to live in Alaska, and I explained to him how I was taking a cruise to Alaska, and I'm doing a whale-watching excursion. He started laughing at me. He goes, you realize you're going to see those same whales from the cruise ship? I said, yeah, but I won't be close to them. You know, I'm paying like $200 a person for this whale-watching excursion. The last thing I need to hear this guy tell me was I could see them from the ship. So if you see him from the ship, are you going to be like, well, let's not pay for the excursion and go on the grizzly hunt? Great question, Obi. I don't know what the cancellation fee is in the cancellation timeline on the excursions. Like if I see the whales less than 24 hours before, before the excursion, I'm probably locked in. If you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, it's been a long time since I've been on a cruise. Actually, I've only gone on one cruise. And... Uh, I don't remember the excursion issues. I remember they it, it worked out fine. I I I don't like cruises for because I like to spend two days in any given city. Like I'll take the, I'd like to take the excursion and then go out one day on my own and see what I end up getting myself into. That may be something from my younger days, and as I get older and more crotchety and cranky, I may just want the excursion. But I like to go into the city and accidentally sometimes end up in the wrong area of the city, and other times end up. Uh, at the right area. Yeah, see, Obi, I have no, I have no patience for that. I really don't want to go to cities and visit them. I really don't care. So the excursion is the best part. You get the excursion. You get to see what you're supposed to see. Then you get back on the ship. The ship includes free booze. I mean, I don't need to stay in the city. They charge you for booze there. So I got to get back on the ship, get the free booze, free food, and let's move on to the next, uh, the next excursion. I see. Okay. Yeah, you travel very differently than me. I, I want to, no, I would like to see the city. I'll tell you something else. Oh. I'll tell you something else about this. Yeah. Tell me, tell me something else. A lot of people, when they go to Alaska, they say you got to take a helicopter or you got to take a plane. Yeah, let me tell you something. Those helicopters and planes, when you're like, when you're surfing the internet or you watch the news and they're like, oh, there's a small plane crash. Those are the freaking planes that are crashing. Like you don't realize it, but it's always a tourist plane. So he's a tourist helicopter. So guess who's not flying on that? Me. That's who I am. You know, when I was younger, I might have taken that risk. But now that I'm getting older, no way. I don't trust that stuff. So I'll go on a cruise ship 
But those small planes and helicopters, they crash. Not going on those things. Are you going to send the girls on one? Like maybe they can go on the on the helicopter and you and the missus no. can stay at the, on the boat for one day? No, because no, it, no. it's going to crash. No, because that shit crashes. Oh, they have another rule. Ready for this one? This is another rule they have. So we're thinking the third stop, Ketchikan, Alaska, right? Small town. I guess it was the first gold rush town. I'm not really sure. But they have a great, and you're, we get there at 7.30 in the morning, and we leave at noon. 7.30 a.m. to noon. That is prime sleeping hours for my kids, right? They don't get their ass out of bed until afternoon. So I said, well, they're going to sleep in anyway. So why don't we do the pub crawl? We could do a pub crawl. It's at 10 a.m. Sounds like you're great. Let's learn about the city while we're having beers. And we'll leave the kids on the, on the ship while they're sleeping. They're not going to bother anybody. We'll get off. Hit the pub crawl, get back on. Well, I'm reading through my cruise documents the other day, and apparently there's a rule that says you cannot leave minors on the ship while you get off the ship. So now I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Meanwhile, these kids are not going to get up. Like, no matter what I do, they are not going to get out of bed on that day. I guarantee it. So um, I may be going solo pub crawl. My wife may stay back, or I'm, or, or what probably will happen, Obi is we will switch the pub crawl to a excursion for four. And then guess what's going to happen? The girls are not going to get out of bed. I'm going to lose my shit. And somebody's going to get kicked off vacation. Can I make a, a, a saving suggestion here? Uh, yes, please. Is there, I would book the pub crawl for two. Suck it up, book the something else for two, and let the girl sleep on the ship, and you do the pub crawl, and nobody would be the wiser unless they listen to our podcast. So what you're saying is pay for the right to have my kids sleep on the ship. I probably wouldn't even have access. I actually would never have read that rule, and so I would have left my two minor children on the, on the boat to begin with. But since you read that rule, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. No one's going to well, know. Well, the good news is this podcast isn't going to air after that until after that day. So I won't even be outing myself to the cruise line. And even if they wake up and decide to get something to eat on your account, they're not going to know that you guys went on the pub crawl and they'll be like, oh, the whole family decided just to suck up and lose the money. People do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna work it out, Obi. But I'm telling you, it has it's a recipe for a disaster. So that's that's my rant on Alaska. I think it's gonna be good if I pass the COVID test. So, but we'll so see. Is it is it just your family or is the electrician's family going too? Oh, the electrician's family's going, the Spider-Man vitamin guy's going, um, the whole family's going. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's again. That's provided everyone passes their COVID test. So then we're going to have this scenario. Like, can you imagine this scenario? I, I fail the COVID test. Everyone's going to go without me. You know they're going to go without me. And not only are they going to go without me, you know what they're going to do? They're going to send me goddamn Snapchats every day of what they're doing and how much fun they're having. I'd say there's only three people who are safe from that situation of failing the COVID test and not being left behind. Alex and the twins. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Sam's doomed. 
Sorry. No one's snoring at home, Sam. Enjoy your time at home alone. You're a teenager. Good luck. Yeah, but then my house might not be standing when I come home. You know, home alone, kids, teenagers, they have these banger of a parties these days. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Say, uh, well, you know, she's based on the information you've given me thus far, I, I'm, I'm not too, uh, I wouldn't put my money on that being who Sam is, especially when she's home with COVID. But who knows? You, listen, you, might, listen. you, might, you might come home and she's sprained her ACL from practicing basketball too much. That seems like a more, like what happened? I was outside, stuck outside for three days, down ACL. Well, I think leaving a teenager home alone is much like driving in the snow. Like when you drive in the snow, it's not about what you're doing. It's about what the other idiots are doing, right? right. And I think leaving a teenager at home isn't necessarily about what your teenager is doing. It's about what the other idiot teenagers are doing that know your kid is home alone. You know what I'm saying? This is true. This is true. I, 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 no, what, I, I what do you it. do when 20 kids, what do you do when 20 kids show up at your door? You, you let yeah, them in, right? You do let them in. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I, we, we plan on leaving my son home at some point, but the plan is his grandparents know this friend knows that person knows, and they will all be uh, visiting him unannounced at various times so i got a good story about that Obi. my parents did the same thing they went away i was a sophomore in college so i was 20 years old and my younger brother was 16 at the time and they said we're gonna leave you guys home alone but your grandmother knows and she'll be stopping by unannounced that's what they told me so of course what do i do i say all right that sounds like an opportunity to have some friends come up and figure out how we're gonna get away with this when the time comes so i invite couple college buddies up who you know very well who one of uh one of them was over of drinking age so they both come up obviously we buy the beer and uh my grandmother and we figure you know my grandmother pulls up to the front we're in the back we could probably hide the beers quick enough we made sure we had some cans of soda around but she does one better she calls me and says hey how's everything going i'm gonna be stopping by in 15 minutes and so i said awesome can't wait to see you and so of course we cleaned up all the evidence she stopped by she gives the report back to my parents oh eddie and his friends are the, so nice and they're just sitting there drinking coca-cola watching the yankee game and uh yeah it was a beautiful thing so you do realize your grandmother called you so that you would have time to hide the things so she wouldn't have to report you right at this point in your life you do realize that now that you are somebody who has grandparents uh, watching your kids on occasion yeah, no, my grandmother is completely different than the grandmother you just described. I don't think my grandmother even went through her brain for a moment that I might be breaking any rules. I'll tell you something else about the whole watching. Same thing happened. I was even younger. I was 16 years old and my brother was 12 and my cousin was 11 and the parents and uncles went to this wedding in Jersey, left me home alone with the two boys and I was supposed to be watching them. What do I do? I tell my friends, my parents are out of town. Let's have a party. Now I'm smart enough to not have the party at my house. I say, let's have the party in the, that spot in the woods where we always go. So we have this big party. And then I have five guys sleep over my house after the party. We ride our bikes to the party, party all night, come home. So I left the 12 and 11 year old home alone, right? I was not supposed to do that. Went to the party and then had five guys sleep over in, in, to, in my house, which I was not supposed to do, right? It was not allowed. 
all of a sudden, 9 a.m. the next morning, I hear a car door out in my driveway. I jump up, I look out, and it's my aunt picking, coming to pick up my 11-year-old cousin. I did not know she was coming that early. I thought she was going to be coming the same time as my parents. So, of course, I yell at my cousin, what the hell are you doing? Why didn't you? Do oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you they're coming early. So now I'm screwed. My aunt comes into the house, sees my buddies like sleeping around on the floor and everything, and I have a choice to make. Do I, do I just play this out and hope it never comes up in conversation ever that when she stopped by to pick up her kid, Ed and his friends were behaving themselves, and then I'm screwed? Or do I say, take a chance and level with her and say, hey, you just caught me breaking the rules. Hopefully you can keep this between us. Uh, I went with that ladder there. I said, here's the deal. And she looked me in the eye. She says, as long as your parents never ask me about this, I'll never tell them about it. And I'm like, golden, because my parents aren't going to ask, hey, was Ed there with his five friends? So it's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I hear beeping. Okay. Well, I, 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 you have me a little nervous, I will say. But I will add this one other thing that's going to help, help me when we go. One of those adults we're telling is his girlfriend's parents. Oh, and we've all heard about that situation. I think they will be more than um, more than keen on checking in, or you know. My guess is the girlfriend's dad, if he knows what he's doing, will be sleeping over at your house, the chaperone. If you know what I'm saying. I'm like at this point, they might just think you can sleep in our basement, Alex. You know, just we keep our eye on you. That that yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you got a ringer there. You're right. That dad, yeah. <laughs> if the dad, if the dad is smart, which we've already questioned on this podcast, if the dad is smart, he is going to keep a close eye on your son. And like you said, he might even just have him sleep over. You questioned. I did not. But I digress. Well, that's because I think you guys are both a little soft and you're kissing up to him again with the way you just pulled that. But that's all right. You're right. I was the one that yeah, well, you know, I, I I like a good relationship with 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 people around me. You're the crotchety I old know you man. Do. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. true. Yeah, I'm like you know, because I want to be able to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going away. Can you watch my house? I'm saying it to protect your daughter, but also to protect my house. Yeah, and since you have the rule that you're going away and you can't take him because you have the rule of three. <laughs> oh, he he could he could come, but this is our twentieth anniversary. Oh, right, because the other one's already not going anyway, so you're right, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. This is, you're just going away alone. All right, well, listen, sometimes you got to do that. And sometimes it's worth the, the risk, you know? We all gamble at things in life, and you're just gambling with your house, that's all. That, that, is, that is correct. I am just, just a small gamble with my, you know, possible life, house, everything. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll be, everything will work out fine, I'm sure. But... Good. Yeah. All right, Obi. With his so that's crossed. the family. So that's, so I, I just, hopefully as people are listening to this, I want some feedback on, does anybody else have the rule of three or are people still really comfortable going away with a family of four or the whole family? Uh, because is it just us that lose our minds when we're on vacation with the whole family? I'm curious to find that out. Yes, I, I want to know who has happy family vacations not just you remember parts of them being happy but the whole thing as an adult the whole week two weeks was all joyous all two to four of your kids got along and 
everything was grand. Let us know. Because the charm is that vacations suck. I'm Obi. <laughs> That's it. We are drinking from the garden hose. See you in a couple of weeks.